Hi, my name's Sam Adams and thank you for listening to my podcast. It starts with you. This podcast is about mindset. It's about personal development and ultimately that we are 100% responsible for pretty much everything in our lives. And nothing happens until we decide, we choose and we make a decision and pull the trigger to get things started. Look, when I listen to that and I think about that, it starts with you. It can seem a bit harsh, especially in hard times when it can be quite daunting and overwhelming to think that we are 100% responsible. But it's a good thing. It empowers us and it puts us in control. And part of the idea of this podcast is to help you with that. In this podcast, I'll interview some great human beings, business owners from all walks of life who will share their stories and their journeys and what It All Starts With You means to them. Starts With You podcast. My name is Sam Adams. I'm a coach, a mentor and a speaker. And today I am chatting to the one and only Anna Parker Naples. Please excuse the screeching in the background. That's my little puppy. Ah, oh, well, I have three children at home, so they could screech at any time. Let's face it. You look like you've got an amazing little booze there, so hopefully they're not just going to burst into there. Well, this is kind of my hiding place, so they do know. They have learned over the years that when I'm in here, they have to be quiet. So, <laughs> years of practice. Years of practice. So I'm com- I'm coming at you from what is my recording studio, which a very long time ago used to be my airing cupboard, and um, the reason <laughs> the reason that I use this as my recording studio is because I was in a wheelchair for a long time, and I was told yeah. I'd never walk again. And this was the only door in the house that was wide enough for me to get the wheelchair in. So this is so we converted it to the recording studio. Oh, and wow. who knew that years later I'd be using it to podcast um, yeah. and get on other people's shows. Brilliant. That's, um, we're going to hopefully touch a little bit on your story because you have an incredible story. But maybe firstly, rather than me introduce, because you've got, you got some credentials, lady. Um, <laughs> sometimes when I hear my bio, you know, when you hear it read out, I just think, God, is that all that real? But it is all real. It's all true. It's all the stuff that I've done. Um, yeah, it's incredible. I read it and I was like, well, you know, I've got to know you a little bit. Yeah. Um, so I kind of know you're pretty incredible. But yeah, then when you read it and then I wrote it down, I thought, wow. <laughs> so rather than me uh, tell everybody who Anna Parker Naples is, maybe you'd like to do it. So my my focus right now is helping people get started with podcasting and getting visible through it. I think podcasting is an incredible medium for up-leveling your credibility, for getting your message out into the world, to reach those customers, those potential clients. But more than that, goes a little bit deeper. I think many of us are waking up to the fact we're leaders or emerging leaders. And actually, there are many people who need to hear our messages in podcasts like this um, that are are going to help people awaken, lift themselves out of depression, help them sort out their finances, help them sort out their business so that they can have a better life. And that's Mm. really what I see podcasting as. And I've kind of stumbled into podcasting because... Uh, My my background is actually audio. I'm a multi-award winning voiceover artist and voice actor, which means that I've done all sorts of video games, audio books, commercials at a very, very high level. And I actually went on to win several awards in Hollywood and be nominated and a finalist for many, many other awards in the UK and in the US. 
and it was kind of through the the journey that I had there that led me to thinking there's more to what I want to do I don't just want to tell other people's stories and use other people's words I feel like my own journey growing into myself and becoming visible was something that I really strongly wanted to teach other people about Right. So and there's um, there's so much to talk about in that. But as a result of that, I then came into this coaching, into the coaching space, the online space, but never really realizing that's what I was doing. I just felt very driven that I had to use my story to get on stages, to write books, to tell people that they could change their lives. And that's kind of really where my work comes from. Um, and so now I'm a best-selling author and I am now a host of a top ranking number one podcast, um, Entrepreneur <clears throat> Get Visible. And yeah. and I'm me and I have the three kids at home and life is crazy and busy, even in lockdown, it's mental. <laughs> but bit by bit, I get out there, I get visible and I tell people what matters to me in the hope that it will make a difference to them. And that's kind of what yeah. I do. It's amazing. No, it's an amazing story and, like I say, amazing credentials. So maybe let, let's start by touching on your story because obviously, you know, go maybe right back to being in school. What was that like for you growing up? Because um, I obviously, I've read a little bit about it, but obviously the listeners might not know. So I... It kind of all, I kind of want to start 10 years ago. 10 years ago, I was told that through a complication in my third pregnancy that I would never walk again and that I should pre- prepare myself for that. Mm. And I was devastated, as you can imagine, as anybody would be, because I, I'd had five years out of acting. I'd been on stage um, doing a lot of theatre, a lot of wordy things. I loved Shakespeare and I loved kind of Chekhov and Ibsen and proper meaty okay. theater, wordy stuff. Yeah, and... Um, <laughs> Uh, and I always thought that after I had my third child that I would start going back into that I felt like I had to stop being me for that period that I was mum to young children so when I'm then told I'm potentially never going to walk again I was just kind of crushed I felt like everything had been taken away from me Mm. and so to help cope with that I went to see a hypnotherapist who actually didn't do any hypnotherapy he did some NLP with me and I knew nothing about NLP yeah so for those of you listening who don't know, that means neuro-linguistic programming, which is the way your brain works, connected with the words you use and the, the things you think, and the fact the programming is the fact that it can be changed. I had no concept of this. Mm. And I came to realize that it didn't have to be true that my life was rubbish now that I was in a wheelchair. It didn't have to be true that I couldn't recover. And it didn't have to be true that as a mum... to to three young children that I couldn't get my voice out there and be recognized for my talents internationally so it was like all sorts of things kind of compounded at once and and what that led to was me being really open to opportunity what if I can recover what if I can feel better and what if I can whilst being the kind of mum I want to be doing the school run every day be recognized internationally for my performance and that's when I discovered microphones and voiceover work Um, and I was then kind of at the the leading edge of voice actors around the world working from home rather than going into traditional studios Um, but what I came to understand was that the reason that I'd not had what I wanted in my early career in my early stage career even though I knew I was a talented capable individual was the fact I'd actually felt deeply insecure. And um, and I used to have this kind of duality of knowing I'm good at what I do and Mm. yet actually feeling a bit ashamed 
of what I do. Right. And I see this so often in people. This is why people don't want to promote themselves because what if I'm judged? What if I'm attacked? What if people don't like me because I know I'm good at this thing? Yeah. Uh, and, and for me, when we're talking about going back to the beginning, the reason I felt that way was because I was, I was viciously attacked by a, a gang of 20 girls when I was 16 years old. Yeah. And it was as a result of speaking up and sharing my truth. Yeah. And um, I had, you know, it was, it was horrendous and it was organized by friends of mine. So there's that kind of level of betrayal. Yeah. And I had to have plastic surgery on my face and all sorts of things. And it was the decisions that I made at a subconscious level at that point that actually I believe led to me being in that wheelchair 20 years later. Right. So there's, you know, there are many, many moments, but it was that deciding that I was going to pull back, sure. that I was uncomfortable really being seen, even yeah. though I desperately wanted to be a successful performer. And so like constantly I'd be at war with myself internally. And if you're like that, you don't progress. Yeah. You don't you don't yeah. get the results you want. Yeah. That was incredible. That I, I actually didn't know about I knew, I thought you were bullied at school. I didn't know that you had this kind of mass attack and uh, you know Yeah. That, and you carry these things with you. You really do. You know, I, I was abused as a child for many years and, and I carried that right through for many, many, many years. So I can mm. kind of uh, relate to what you're saying a little bit. Um what, one thing you said before about going to get the NLP and having all that, how long a period of time was there between you sort of obviously becoming unwell with the third pregnancy and then going and seeking that help? Uh, I waited until after the baby was born. I was, I, was, I was told at nine weeks pregnant to expect never to walk again. Right. And I went and got help when the baby was he was probably about three months old because I realized I couldn't stay like this I just and I didn't at this point have any concept that I could recover but I couldn't stay in this dark dangerous place yeah, yeah. it wasn't fair to my children or my husband or anybody well, and so I went really for them sure so obviously you know you that really dark place you, I guess were you did you suffer with depression and uh low moods I'm guessing yeah. all of that yeah I wasn't I wasn't washing I wasn't washing my hair I wasn't going to I was avoiding drinking water because I had, couldn't get into the bathroom on my own I wasn't washing because it hurt too much mm. I was having to be cared for by my 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 husband when he was home but he was working so we had tag team of my parents his my my, my in-laws looking after me mm. and friends and family coming and looking after the children for me and it was really, really tough. And to some extent, you can't have care with you all the time. So my four-year-old actually had to step up and have a caring role. And that's hard. That made her mature at a rate that I wish she hadn't had to. Because mm. that will impact her and I'm assuming yeah. it has to impact her, long, you know, long-standing. What, what was it that kind of made you – was there a defiant pivotal point where you thought, I can't stay like this or was yeah. it just a – build up you're gonna like this so <laughs> the I knew I was going to get help yeah. as soon as I was kind of mentally and physically able after baby had come yeah. and we we're actually at a new year's eve party and this was one of the only times I left the house other than to go to hospital in about an 18 month period and the reason I'd gone was because it was one of my best friends who had got engaged and she lived opposite my parents. And we'd had to li I had to live with my parents because I could live on the ground floor and that had wheelchair access. And, 
And we went to this, it was a fancy dress party. And I, I was saying, I just don't want to go. I don't want to get dressed. I don't want to get changed. So mm. my husband, I don't know if it was his idea or mine, but he was like, why don't, why don't we go as Little Britain? <laughs> well, great idea. So um, I literally didn't get changed because the clothes, there's a picture of me and I'm literally wearing pretty much Matt Lucas's outfit. And we did manage to go and get a wig just before the shop closed at 5.30 on New Year's Eve. And my husband got this curly wig and we went and I was out of the house, out of my parents' house. For a... photos for that. Yeah, you, yes. And there, are, there, are, there is a, a photograph. Brilliant. The only photograph of me in this entire period that I believe exists because I just didn't let anyone take any. And the, what's amazing about this is so we're dressed as, as Matt Lucas and, 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 and from Little Britain. And in that moment, I w- realised that I was pretty crushed. Like around me, all my friends, peers are so happy, excited. All the women are dressed as like Catwoman and Batgirl and looking really hot, fit and sexy. I'm Matt Lucas. and 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 I was just I just I just I feel so angry I feel so angry that this is my life I feel so angry and so it was at that point that night dressed as Matt Lucas my husband dressed as uh David Williams that I decided I was going to do something to help myself but not yet so what was amazing is that in my book later that I I launched in November One of the opening chapters, in fact, the opening chapter is describing that night, that moment, how I felt, how dark I was and what I was wearing. Um, and obviously talking about David Williams and, and things. And when that book was launched, it had such an incredible, this still kind of makes me tingle, it's that synchronicity thing, such an incredible launch and it reached number one in 20 categories across Amazon Amazing. that it the same day, same day that I launched, David Williams released two new books uh, for for Christmas. And on the front, the homepage of Amazon for three days was his book, my book, and then his other book. And it was just like, this is nuts. This is nuts. So I wrote to him and we were in touch and it's just random. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's incredible. That that is amazing. You're like a David Williams sandwich. <laughs> I am a David Williams sandwich. I've never quite thought of myself in those terms, but hey. <laughs> but you know, obviously going to that party was the kick in the butt, and it was just like, you know what? I don't want to be like this. Uh, I don't want my life to be like this. No, you know, I didn't, I didn't want to feel angry anymore. Right. Okay. So did you? You know, obviously the podcast is called "It Starts with You," um, and. For me, that basically means that's about us taking control uh, and empowering ourselves rather than letting life push us around, you know, blaming other people, other things. Um, It's not me pointing the finger and just, you know, berating you. It's actually I'm trying to encourage people to uh, take control of their own life, their own destiny by, um, you know, not blaming and complaining society, the government or whatever, when we take responsibility for our own thoughts, feelings and actions and behaviours, this can really empower us um, and, you know, help us reach our our destiny or whatever it is that we want to do in life. That kind of sounds like that was your moment. It's like, I'm in charge of me and I need to take control of this. So when I left that session, and bearing in mind, getting to that session, getting to that it was incredibly painful. Like I couldn't move. It was agony to go anywhere. But in that session, he really challenged me with how much I was saying I was always in pain and how much I was saying that my life was awful 
and that I was overlooked. Mm. I would often talk about being overlooked. And mm. and obviously in a wheelchair, you're very much overlooked. People don't talk to you. They talk to the person behind you. It's really freaky. It's weird. Or they talk to you like you're about three. And he he then started saying, well, you know, what's your language? What are you saying? And we yeah. put in this agreement that I would go home. And instead of constantly talking about how bad my life was and how much pain I was in we would literally say to all friends and family you are not to ask me anymore how I am at all and the only person who will communicate with you about what I need is Jeff and Jeff and I had a signal word which was I'm having a healing day and that meant that I was having an extremely difficult day pain-wise and that I couldn't do anything else. But instead of me going, oh, I'm, I'm really sore and I can't do anything and I feel so bad and I'm so sorry and it's awful and I'm embarrassed and angry, and I was just able to say once I'm having a healing day. And that was his, his, his prompt then to go and arrange everything that needed to happen. Yeah. And if you're not tapping into how bad things are, and I'm not saying it was easy to do this, but I, I had to change. We changed everything that we talked about in our house. We changed everything. And within three weeks, I was back on my feet. Wow. Three weeks? I'm not saying I was recovered. I had a long way right. to go. But I managed to get myself up into a Zimmer frame within three weeks. Oh, within anyway. six weeks, I was back using crutches. Within two years, I was running. It, it, you know, it wasn't a quick journey. No, but sure. compared right. with how I had believed I wouldn't recover. Now, to put that into context, I wasn't paralyzed and anatomically, you know, things weren't completely to put. But mm. the power of a doctor, if I hadn't had that and what they say, you trust and you believe, if I hadn't mm. had this guy saying to me, well, do you know other people who've had incredible lives even if they can't walk? And me kind of going, oh, actually, all my all my recovery and all my physio is at Stoke Mandeville Hospital, which is the home of the Paralympians. And most of them ha- don't have limbs or whatever. Of course, we know, we all know people who've had incredible lives, no matter the hardship they're going yeah. through. And it was that yeah. decision that things had to change, but that I had to, I had to lead with it. That's amazing. Yeah, you do have to lead with these things. It's about taking that control and taking it back. It's not easy. Uh, no journey is done overnight it takes time to uh to do these things and mindset for me is the number one thing that has to be as far as i'm concerned is priority in people's life um protect it at all costs guard it at all costs and um you know work with it as best you can um, and it can lead to some amazing um, you know things that you can do physically and mentally that mm. maybe you thought you could never do before if you work on that <clears throat> I have to excuse me, I keep losing my voice. Uh, I talk too much. Uh-huh, me too. <laughs> it's good for me having a guest because the guest speaks 80% of the time and I have to learn to shut up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so there's definitely a skill to the listening part. But uh, yeah. I, I agree that it does have to start with you. And it's about not expecting miracles. You're not going to just change your thoughts one day and that's it. It's a constant process. And even now, it's not like life is perfect. There are things that happen. And sometimes I want to wallow in feeling a bit down because that's serving me in some way. Um, But now I'm very aware, like if something makes me angry or something triggers me, okay, what lies beyond that? What is that about? And and very often it's because I'm not showing up in the way that I want to. Or I'm not taking action on something that means something to me. Yeah. One of the things really that 
after I'd got myself on my feet and I'd shown myself that the power of how I thought and the words that I was using had such an impact, I was then like, okay, so I've now discovered that I could be an internationally recognized voice actor. I could be on um, like all sorts, you know, I've, my voice has been on Hollywood movies and trip, uh, you know, AAA video games and international best-selling audio books, particularly ones that are in the States mm. that you, you can't always get hold of here. But, but it was like, well, if I'm going to, if I'm going to be in, in audio, I want to be the best, what the best I can be and amongst the best in the world. So how do mm. I do that from my bed? Right. When I have no contacts, and it was realizing that how I thought about where I was going and the daily actions that I took to get there were the things that made a difference. So it's a little bit like visualizing, I suppose, but it's actually dreaming big, dreaming consistently and taking those tiny actions. But if you yeah. don't have that big dream and that big vision in the first place, you're never going to get there. Yeah, absolutely. And it's that, de you know, I say to people, it's daily intentional action. You know, you're not just going to go and write, I, I want to change my life. I want to be successful. I want to be happy continuously or be as happy as I can be every day. That takes daily intentional action. That's that's positive habit stacking, mm. like being consistent. And it's just doing that bit every day, you know, in order to get to wherever it is you want to go. Um, you mentioned that you were in sort of um, some um Hollywood sort of um AAA games and uh audiobooks what kind of stuff did you do what was I get maybe a better question is what was your crowning glory what was the, the best thing for you that you were part of a lot of them I can't talk about because they're under NDA non-disclosure right. agreement so a lot of them I can't I can't actually talk about one of the moments though that was quite pinnacle to me was this mo this moment that was the seventh time I was up for an award in Hollywood and I say that kind of casually, but I was up for an award in Hollywood in the, on the red carpets wearing a pair of heels, walking. And that was six years after I'd been told that I'd never walk again. Okay. Yeah. So that's how quickly that journey went from nothing, rock bottom, to the top of a very niche industry mm. amongst the best in the world. And this particular award that I was up for was a co-narrated book with seven American men and me and um i was up for three other awards that night as well but as a solo performer but that that joint co-narrated one was when i set out when i realized that i was really going to go into the audiobook world at that point there were men leaders in that industry that i thought these need to be my peers how do i make that happen i need to be on their standing how do i make that happen when i'm a british woman with three children at home how how do I do that? And so to win to 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 get actually we didn't win that night, but to get that to be a finalist in Hollywood for that work, that co-narrated piece, actually was the pinnacle. So it's not the most famous book, it's not the most famous yeah. thing that I've worked on, but it was that moment of I have I have put myself and I am a peer of all the people I said I wanted to be a peer of, yeah. and um in whatever industry you go into you've got to set your vision for where you're going and who you yeah. want to have as your associates and so yeah. I, I felt very strongly like if I can do this here I can do it anywhere and, and that's kind of then what I've replicated as I've come into the coaching space who do I want yeah. as my peers who do I want to connect with who do I want to be associated with yeah. and and everything that I do is about making those associations and and deserving them you've got to feel like you deserve it yeah absolutely I mean, you do want to be recognised by your peers. It's all right how the outside look in and say, oh, 
you are on the red carpet with Adele or or whoever, but it, it is your it's within your industry, is it within your niche and being recognised by your peers. I'm just going to casually mention I won an award alongside Adele as well. So I've done that too. <laughs> what was that for? Did you say? Being an, an inspiring international woman who was making change. Um, so I won an award alongside Adele and Rio Ferdinand. He's not a woman, obviously. Um, <laughs> um, that was, again, a very surreal night because um, again just proving that if you decide to put yourself out there you get visible you believe in your cause you can achieve anything yeah so now life is very much uh for you around podcasting mm -hmm. rather than do you still do sort of audio uh, voiceovers and things or is it i i stepped away i still get i i could be booked around the clock if i wanted i was very fortunate as a performer that i could pick and choose my projects but i felt that i opened up and that I had this kind of vision that I was supposed to be leading vision sounds mm. very grand doesn't it but just this understanding that actually I'm going to share this I don't always talk about it but I talked about it on a podcast a couple of weeks ago I had mm. this uh, as I then went on to train in NLP and become a master NLP practitioner and a master of hypnosis and understanding the words and language much much more during during one of those sessions I had this moment this kind of vision this experience that actually my job actually is is to climb to the top of difficult mountains um and when I reach the summit that I am waving to other leaders in the distance and that once I'm at the top that there are other people can come up and see the view but that we are commute those leaders are communicating and I'm teaching them how to use smoke signals or use the megaphone or, or wave the flags or something mm. and that 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 kind of idea was about four years ago and at that time I wouldn't have said that I had friends who were leaders particularly right. I hadn't met those people but I knew that I needed to draw them into my life and actually what's interesting is that I had no idea I would come back to pod, to audio but podcasting I was finding that there were people who were kind of coaching in podcasting who didn't have audio experience, who didn't have successful shows. And yeah. I felt, again, it was the anger. It was the anger that why are they, why should they be teaching when they don't really know how to do it? Yeah. And that anger isn't really about them. That anger is about me. I'm sitting on all this knowledge and I'm not doing anything about it. And that was, I read a book in August. So we're talking now in May. I read a book in August that made me incredibly angry and it was the worst book I've ever read and it was about podcasting by someone fairly well known and um, it made me so annoyed that yeah. within 48 hours I, I launched a course wow. and that, that then became the foundation of the podcast membership that I now run. So, uh, You are an action taker, Anna. <laughs> I know that of you anyway, but that just bloody explains it for everyone. <laughs> Yeah, and but but then when you when you do really know your stuff, it's not hard to go. Okay, I have this knowledge. It's just having yeah. that faith to put it out there, and that trust that you yeah. can. Um, yeah. And so now, now I've helped every single member of the podcast membership who has launched. Um, they have become an international top ranking show, and yeah. that feels pretty amazing. So taking you back to <laughs> this, you know, the mountaintop where all the leaders yeah. are using smoke signals or whatever I feel like with podcasting that's what I've enabled now I've enabled yeah. other leaders and emerging leaders to get the message out there that it's all right to rise to the top there we go makes yeah. me a bit emotional when yeah. I think about that <laughs>
Thank you for sharing that. I really, really appreciate it. And I know that you're doing amazing things in the podcast world and helping many people. And um, I, I know that I'm going to be coming knocking on your door very, very soon as well um, because I really want to get my podcast out there um, and get more visible. So, and I know that you're the lady to do it for sure. I am the lady to so do what, it. <laughs> so, what's next for, for you? I mean, I'm assuming out of all the audio things, podcasting is the one that you love the most. Yes, um, <laughs> it, it is because of the vehicle that it allows people to spread their message. So in the pipeline, right. I'm launching a podcast production agency that will be a full done for you service. Uh, I also, obviously, with my audio back background I want to help authors get their own audiobooks out there either that they narrate themselves or that they are uh, that they could they could get somebody else to do it but there are certain processes they'd need to understand as well so at some point in the next year or so that will that will come out as well but for now I'm very focused on the the podcast space because this is where you can you can partner with giants you can mm you can stand on their shoulders I mean when I launched Entrepreneurs Get Visible which is my second podcast I because I understood how to launch it my show was being promoted above Amy Porterfield, Marie Forleo, Tony Robbins incredible people because I understood the mechanism and and as a result of that Mm. my show has grown and grown and grown because more people saw it because of how I was positioned it's really powerful stuff um so so yeah so at the moment it's 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 all on the podcasting but I want to be able to get authors to get their words out there uh, as well through audio yeah I mean podcasting is incredible like for me obviously I just I set up started it myself and because that's that's me (laughs) that's That's me too my first podcast that's exactly what I did just wing it and see how it goes Brilliant. I'm glad that you said that because I feel so much better now. Um, so that, that gives me hope that I can just look to you now and just see, okay, well, I might have started it off scrappily, but actually Anna did the same and look where she is. So that, that gives me hope. Um, but yeah, you can reach a worldwide audience, a bit like online stuff as well. You can reach a worldwide audience, mm-hmm. but even my little podcast, um, you know, I look at, I think it's sort of like 12 countries and I think, well, that's pretty good. You know, you can reach so many people through the media. More countries you are reaching than if you weren't podcasting. Exactly. And I think for me, yeah, of course we want to podcast to build our business, but it's a long-term game. And you don't know, so on a deeper level, you don't know, Sam, that someone in, I don't know, Venezuela, I don't know why that's popped into my head, isn't going to listen to your show, maybe even this, this episode, and it's going to be the start of something. It's going to be that catalyst that leads to a chain reaction that tra- changes their life. Yeah. And I get I get really tingly when I think about this. Me too. I just feel really tingly. That is really what podcasting is. Podcasting yeah. isn't this, isn't the headphones, isn't the microphone, isn't the sound. It isn't that. Yeah. It's just a mechanism to change lives one person at a time. Yeah. And I, I love the concept of that. Yeah. I, somebody contacted me the other day, funnily enough. Um, I can't remember the lady's name, um, just out of the blue, and just said she'd heard my podcast. I didn't know this woman. I, to be honest mm-hmm. with you, I don't know where she lives. And she just said there was a couple of things that you spoke about, about getting into coaching and your life story, and it just really resonated with me. Could we have a conversation? Um, and it's just stuff like that. And you just think, wow, God, you know, it, it, my little podcast, you know, impacting people. Um, Dude, just- listen that makes your podcast not a little podcast that makes your <laughs> podcast impactful and powerful 
Yes, I need to change my language. You need to change your language. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm impacting lives. So that, yeah, it is, a, and I love it. And I didn't think I was going to enjoy podcasting. Funny enough, for someone who likes to talk a lot like me, uh, a friend of mine said to me over a year ago, it was last March, I think it was, um, you should do a podcast um, because you love to talk. She said, I think you've got a really nice voice tone. Um, you know, do it. And I was like, oh, I don't want to do podcasting. You know, everyone's doing podcasting. Mm-hmm. Um, and and then I don't know what happened. Something happened. And, and then in the end, I think I just got to the beginning of this year. I was like, do you know what? I'm, I'm going to do this podcasting thing. And I love it. I absolutely love it. And there was me going a year over a year ago. Like, no, nah, I don't want to do it. Everyone's doing it. And mm-hmm not really me but I, now I'm doing it I love it and I don't mind reaching out to people people are very open to coming on it um I, I absolutely love it but and it's grown the industry's grown so much though hasn't it I think you said the other day was it like a million we hit a million podcasts worldwide that are live um and when you compare that to YouTube there are 31 million channels on YouTube and in terms of blogging there are 610 million blogs so wow. when people say to me oh everyone's Ooh. podcasting it's saturated it hasn't even started it hasn't mm. even started. We are in its infancy. And when you listen to the sort of leaders of iTunes and Spotify talking, they see podcasting right now uh, as as the early days of television. So it's a right. form a form that is powerful as a medium and that will grow and develop and will shift. But right now, in terms of I'm going to say advertising, and that's not quite what I mean, in terms of advertising, people are more likely to take action as a result of listening to a podcast than any other form of advertising. So print or radio, which used to be the sort of leader. Yeah. And the reason is that when you advertise on a podcast, it's very often the host or the guest that is talking about a recommendation or themselves. Yeah. And people trust you because they hear your story. Yeah. And a pe- the, the percent actually of people who listen to a podcast it's 76% of listeners take action with intent to purchase as a result of listening to a podcast. So anyone running a business who doesn't get used to get on this platform is nuts because they're missing out. And that doesn't mean every single episode you're going to make a sale. It's not like that. It's a long-term process. But I had somebody, I, I made, so for example, the other morning I woke up and I'd had a sale from something that I mentioned 23 episodes ago. Wow. And it was a nice tidy figure as well so um that's the that's the power of it and now this person who purchased from me I went and I had a look are they in my Facebook group no are they connected on LinkedIn no are they in my email list no so how have they found me they found me because they probably listened to every single one of my episodes and there's something like 90 hours of content there wow do you uh, where do you stand on the whole advertising thing? Because like, I listen to a lot of podcasts now. I'm I, I'm a big fan of music and radio. I tell you now, when I get in the car, I don't listen to that now. I only listen to podcasts. And obviously, I listen to a lot of American podcasts, mm-hmm. um, and they all have advertising on them. They mm-hmm. all they all talk about a product or a brand or whatever. And us Brits aren't so open to to that. I don't think it's coming. Do you think? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you think that, that you've got it's just got to be done tastefully. And that's why I advise people not to advertise to start with. Um, mm. And it's it's got to be a brand decision for the host. Are you going to advertise? Are you not? Mm. Are you going to promote your own products and services or are you not? I kind of think you're missing a trick if you don't, but you've got to build the audience trust first. Mm. Um, it, it is definitely coming because 
advertisers are wanting to get in front of audiences and uh, it will become easier to get podcast deals because marketing people with marketing budgets are going to be pushing it a lot more Uh, i i think as long as as long as those adverts are pertinent and relevant to your listener and you do it in a tasteful way why not we're business people and this Mm. is part of the getting visible actually sam if there's something you believe in why wouldn't you promote it yeah, I know, but it's it's that you know it's like you you, you talking about um, advertising even our own stuff. I've just realised talking to you now that I don't talk about my own stuff mm. on my podcast because there's a technique to it. Sorry, that there's a technique to it, and that's yeah. that's one of the things we cover in the podcast membership. How do you promote your own services? How do you yeah. do that? Because you don't want to just go. And now I'm going to tell you about my coaching program because yeah. that's not right. That's not real. And yeah. one of the worst guests I've ever had on a podcast actually read out their price list. And <laughs> I, I was such I was such a newbie to the whole interviewing people as well. I was like, oh, so I edited that bit out, but it was just so awkward. Um, and that that's not how that's not how you sell on a podcast. No, but I, 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 you know, you know that I want to come to you anyway, and I will once I get through the bit that I'm trying to get through, which is about my membership, by the way. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm gonna because I need to do this stuff because I don't even talk about that stuff. So, so why should someone join your membership, Sam? What do they get out of it? <laughs> they get me. They get Sam. <laughs> We're not going to talk about me today. We're not talking about me. So listen, uh, we've taken nearly 40 minutes of uh, your time. I really, really appreciate it. So what, what's the future hold for, for you, uh, uh, your ambitions? What, what are they? So I actually see podcasting is very similar to the voice acting industry. There's a lot of men at the top in America, and America is leading the way with podcasting. I'm going to be infiltrating that space. I want to help people step up be amazing and get their messages out there and I want to do that on a global scale so um, I you will be seeing a lot more from me in terms of podcasting in terms of how authors can get their message out there through audio um, and I want to help people get on the stages that they want to get on I'm a my background is as an actor and I do a lot of international speaking and so I want people to step up speak up and be heard a part of that is the getting visible piece so um, lots coming from me Um, I find it challenging being slowed down by lockdown, to be honest. I've got a lot of energy and I'm ready to go. What do I think about people with Brummie accents? What's really interesting is I come across a lot of people who are thinking I don't have the right accent for a podcast. I'm worried about my voice and people might not like it. What is amazing about a podcast is that actually, because we're having that intimate experience inside our ear, we feel like we know somebody. And what we actually like as human beings is someone who's not perfect someone who has imperfection and is real. Mm. And and actually, we are drawn to particular accents for whatever reason. So whilst, yes, some people might not like your accent, that's fine. Your show's not for them. Some people won't like my voice because it's high-pitched and squeaky. That's okay. I'm not for them. But other people would enjoy your brummy accent or your yam-yam accent. I don't even know what yam-yam means. I don't know what accent that is, but but other people will enjoy that and they need to hear your message delivered in your way for it to make sense to them. Mm-hmm. So I don't, I, I, it's not a problem. You've just got to have confidence in, in, in your purpose behind the podcast. That's the most important bit. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, just for the audio, um, somebody, Kim, Kim asked the question, what do you think about people with a brummy slash yam yam accents? Uh, and I know Kim and I know she... We've talked about podcasting um, 
So, yeah, and I think, like with my voice, I think I've got a really deep voice and nobody really wants to listen to it. And yet, like I said, a year, over a year ago, my friend was like, you know, you really need to get out there and, and speak more. You've got a great speaking voice. And I'm thinking, I hate my voice. But podcasting isn't actually about how your voice sounds. It's about yeah. the message that you're right. delivering. Mm. There you go, Kim. I hope that's answered your question. <laughs> uh, a leading voice coach, a podcaster, international author and all this stuff that says it doesn't matter. It's about your message. And I agree. And I, I know, Kim, I think, Kim, personally, you'd be great. So, um I just want to put this up there, though, because Kim is saying Sam is amazing. She's always making me smile. Thanks, Kim. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, well, what we do, so I know, we know, you know, amazing story. And like Hillary said, you've got a fascinating backstory. I think we probably could spend probably an hour just talking about that maybe, but we don't have time for that. Um, I want to thank you for being on the podcast. One thing I always do and I always end the podcast with is – four cheeky questions um don't worry it's nothing, nothing <laughs> it's like a little quick shoot questions so um what's four things you love to eat dairy milk cadbury's caramel crisp sandwiches and <laughs> yorkshire pudding oh, brilliant i never saw the crisp sandwich one coming i love a crisp sandwich but i'm very particular walkers white bread you know that dirty white bread that's not yeah. even food yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's not, there's not, no ounce of goodness in it at all. Brilliant. Uh, butter on the bread, by the way. Oh, I do for a crisp sandwich, yeah. yeah. yeah God, that's weird. Okay, fair enough. Uh, four things, this is really important, four things you love to listen to, being uh, your background and what you're in. Audio. My my friends from audio, my audiobook world when I listen to them and I know who they are and how incredibly talented are when they bring stories to life so that's mm. that um mm. I love listening to podcasts that are by my clients because it makes me just tingle with pride uh I love listening to Harry Potter on Audible at the moment because um my my son his teacher is is whilst they're homeschooled she is strongly encouraging them to do lots of things to do with Harry Potter so that's three yeah. um podcasts I listen to podcasts all the time all yeah. the time um one of my favorites at the moment is the school of greatness by Lewis Howes um okay there's certainly been a few moments in his podcast that have made me take stock and go huh I'm not looking after myself in that way that's interesting yeah yeah so. cool thank you uh all things you can't live without <clears throat> dairy milk um, <laughs> cups of tea <laughs> um dog walks and or my family brilliant they're listening <laughs> <laughs> which they uh, won't be and the last one they need to listen to my podcast they, they don't they don't like to get involved with anything i do it's just right. you know embarrassing right. old mum stuff so how old are your kids 15 12 and 10 yeah they're they're, they're, they're that's it they don't need you anymore they've they all got a copy you. of my my book on their shelves um <laughs> But they've not touched them at all. So <laughs> I love that. Okay, and the last one, Anna, is four words. Describe yourself in four words. Energetic, motivational, determined, and ambitious. Brilliant, brilliant. Yeah, I definitely I don't know you that well, but I'm just an action taker, definitely energetic. Yeah, brilliant. Fantastic. Anna, thank you so much. 
um, for giving us 45 minutes of your precious time this morning. And I know you had to juggle that time because I got the date wrong. Apologies <laughs> for that again, for making you show up a week early. Um, <laughs> thank you so much for being here. If people want to get in touch with you or want to work with you, how do they go about that? So the best thing is to come over to my page and find out about my launch your podcast challenge, which is starting on the 25th of May, if you're watching live. And if I don't know when this episode is going out, but I'm always hosting um, challenges for the podcast membership to for you to find out how you for free can get started with a proper launch for your show. So um, come find me on my Facebook page. It's probably the best yeah, thing. That's the best part. Yeah, I mean, you put, put Anna Parker Naples, you'll find loads of stuff on Google anyway. So yeah, um, or listen to Entrepreneurs Get Visible. Maybe that's the best thing. Yes, the number one podcast. <laughs> awesome. All right, Anna, thank you very much. I appreciate your time this morning. Uh, I look forward to seeing all the amazing things that you're going to be doing in the future. And I know for one that I'll definitely be knocking on your door, asking you to help me elevate my position of visibility <laughs> in my podcast. Right. Thank you for having me. Nice to see you. You've been listening to It Starts With You. My name is Sam Adams. Thanks so much for tuning in. If you'd like to find out more about me, then you can visit my website, sam-adams.com, where you can find information about my coaching and my speaking. If you're interested in finding out more about the podcast and future guests, then please visit our Facebook page, It Starts With You, and also our Instagram page, It Starts With You podcast. Thanks very much and have a great day.